0: Welcome to another episode of Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell, your host here. That's right. The XFL started this weekend, and I got some folks I know uh, should go there, and I think you'd be surprised to hear that. And apparently there's there are some quarterbacks with some rather large names and probably egos. And, yes, they're on the free agency market, and they are going to change the short-term landscape of the NFL. So to start today, we're going to talk about uh, the XFL just got started, and I have a I have a special place in my heart for the XFL, or at least not necessarily the XFL. I'm not a big Jim, or Jim, I was going to say I'm not a big Jim McMahon fan. Actually, I like Jim McMahon, I, Ed McMahon, the, the genius or whatever he is, mad scientist or or just creepy promoter behind all of this. Uh, I'm not a big fan of his. Kind of thought the the league was a little bit hokey, but maybe he's on to something. Uh, this year, and I brought on to to the show today my my co-host on our our radio program on KSL News Radio, sponsored by sports dot com, or at least powered by it, anyways. Uh, Alex Keery. So, Alex, how are What's you up, today? Scott? Oh, Did you yeah. call
1: him Jim McMahon? Is that what you called him? I said
0: Jim McMahon, Ed McMahon. It's Vince. Uh, yeah, it's Vince McMahon. It's Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. thank you.
1: I can tell you love him. That's how I know you love Vince McMahon. <laughs> <That's>, yes, yes. <laughs> all, you you who start is throwing he? all the McMahons under the bus. Jim, Ed, man, those are good people, and then you throw them in the same family as go, Vince McMahon. Yeah. And, and it's anyways, not the this same.
0: McMahon guy who started this league, <laughs>
1: whoever he is, yeah. yeah Think that, about how different it was in two thousand one when they first started. It was this. weird. Well, it
0: was it was it was gimmicky.
1: Come on, it, and it was, it was very different. And it's very different from what we got this weekend because if you watch any of the XFL this weekend compared to like two thousand one, two thousand one, it was like. Hey, we're gonna make this like going to a Vegas show, right. and you're gonna watch it. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be some ladies dancing. There's yes. gonna be this gimmicky stuff. We're he gonna, be me. You're he, gonna have everybody the with the weird names, and, names. and, all and stuff. this was this felt a lot like the AAF felt last year. Yes, before it folded after six weeks, uh, <laughs> where where it was like they have some rules that are kind of fun that are different. Did and you like the rules? Yeah, the kickoff was uh, interesting cuz it's just the kicker kicking off. Right. And the the and, they, and they, he essentially kicks it into a scrum. And the players are already like 10, 15 yards away from uh, the the defenders and then as soon as the ball is like touched, the the, de, the defense can kind of go down to the kick cut the the kick coverage team can kind of go in there and I don't know if it made for any more plays, but it it, it shortens at least. Was it that, safer?
0: Yeah, yeah that's, that's really thing. the issue on. Yeah, on and kickoffs, that's why they want to do that kind of. We don't have that run down the field. Right. I, I, I kind of liked it actually. I
1: was a bigger fan of, and I guess they it's because they want to still open it up for big plays. I'm still a bigger fan of just eliminating it and just starting at the 25 yard line,
0: which was an AAF thing, right? And, and like, just get like
1: it going it. here. Like, let's, let's. I I I didn't see many of the people go for one, two, or three. Uh, I saw most most teams go for either the one the the point after or they just went for two. I didn't see anybody go for three points. Um but yeah, I mean what I saw was and you've said this before. What I saw was if if I'm going to critique it, it was it was pretty good football. Like hey, this is pretty good football. It's better than most college ball that you'd watch and it's better than most
0: things that are on TV now on right. Sunday.
1: And it's like a weird dream. Like, you almost recognize these people's names. <laughs> like, right. you're like, oh, I, I think I've heard of this don't, cat I don't before. I remember that name. Like, where, where was he? They're like, oh, he yeah. was at Georgia seven years ago. Right. You know, and you go, oh, yeah, he was supposed to have an NFL career. Yeah. What happened? And so you, you, you have a lot of names, but this is what you've always said. Where are the superstars? Now, what you had over the weekend was a couple of guys who actually had some decent games. Cardale Jones, who had, you know, what a lot of people thought was going to be an NFL future, uh, played really, really well. Uh, for DC, and so I think that um, you know you have the ability. You need to make the league like the G League is for the NBA, and that is just legitimately being a developmental league. Sure, and and that's what I noticed is that the football is pretty good. They're not trying to do the gimmicky, like uh, non-lasting. So straight up, football. that stuff. that was
0: kind of it that was, was better. It, it was it was, was more more something yeah. that maybe would last
1: long. You know, what, one of the critiques was too. All the guys is like, hey. So is this basically just the AAF from last year? Because it was a lot of the same names, right. a lot of the same people, and a lot of the same athletes. And I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by some of the football. But it was just kind of, and then I have to convince myself: is it because I'm just desperate to watch football right after the football which season? You, ends? Which you are, At for sure.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Most people aren't. And I think one of the things that uh, people are asking is is it is it just another flash in the pan just like everything else is this something that actually lasts and and i actually think the timing of it is is real and i and i really believe i really believe that it has the potential to to last and when i say timing it's like okay the af came in and and you got a sense that they were really trying to do something that 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 would last and one of the things with the the XFL is there's a there's a decent Television presence, so people can find it. People yeah, it was can on ESPN.
1: It was on Fox. Yeah. It was easy to find. Yeah. And th-
0: those are huge things. Um, it's football. It's good football. But what they had, what they had the ability to do is they, the AAF, they got to, they got to see these players because you, you don't know what you have and what you don't have with these players. It's kind of a crapshoot. So the AAF went drafted you you have game film on these guys that's recent you know it's not like back in their college days and so you you really have a situation where uh this is this is something that you know could could have some legs to it and and the timing of it is right so you got tv you've got people want to watch i'm telling you people want to watch football and and they saw they just they 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 really reaped the benefit of everything yeah. that was good in the aaf and 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 uh, and I believe and I, I really believe this, that if you can stay long enough and that to me is the whole key with all this is if you can stay long enough to create like, you know, you think about marketing, you got to hear something about 10, 12 times before you actually buy into it. And I really believe this is something that if if it, if it can stay around long enough, because that's yeah. what, that's what happens with all these leagues, they they just can't stay around and and it's expensive it's expensive to to create and build franchise but they they've gotten a lot of a lot of the benefit i know
1: they're not paying these guys very much I no. mean, that, that, that's one of the knocks but i guess in the end it might be one of those things that could actually keep the the, the league you know floating maybe a little bit more but you know i, I, I when i was watching these well, it's, games a, it's too. the big
0: thing if if you have some tv money you know think of it as like a bad bowl game in, in college football where you can still sell, you know, TV marketing to a bad bowl game because you know people are going to tune in, and you really do have somewhat of a captive audience. I, I unfortunately I didn't watch it, and I normally would. I don't. I'm not even sure why I didn't. It, it was, Sunday was a religious day, and
1: <laughs> I. <laughs> well, there was a Saturday too there, Scott. You could
0: have. Yeah, but I was busy doing other things on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not watching football. No.
1: Well, we, we like my son was interested. He so to so dip people in. are going to watch
0: it. And, I, and that's I believe what, there's enough of an
1: audience that will watch it. Uh, it felt very much so. It felt very much like the AAF with the launch, like these insane fans that have no reason to be insane about their teams because there's no history, there's, there's no, history, no tradition. But it's just, you can tell these guys are like you know they're painting their faces and they're trying to get involved with the teams and whatever. And I, I, I all I could think was is is the football going to be any good? Some of the the kickoff thing people really really liked. They liked that there was kind of a scrum situation there, uh, and I think that you know in the end, if it that and here's the other thing too, the the live betting on TV is like going to become a thing, and they're making it a thing, and they're and, and the NFL they're going to make it a thing if they it are, becomes popular. Yeah. I mean, it, it is it, the the amount that people talk about betting during games. Remember how uncouth it was. Remember how off limits it was during games, and now they just talk about it. Now they just talk about odds. They talk about prop bets. They talk about the little things here and there. And I think it's just another – you know, it's, everything's just another source of revenue yeah, in these games. The, the,
0: the uh, best part of the alliance was the, the app they had, and you could see it was yeah. a multi-billion-dollar idea that, you know, and, of course, it's got to be tied into the
1: betting side of it. Did you see that uh, – Johnny Manziel, by the way, he's not in the XFL. And the XFL said they didn't want guys like Johnny Manziel – and so Johnny Manziel tweeted out, and he kind of hit back in the, because people we were like, why aren't you playing this league? You could be awesome in this league. And he goes, oh, I'd rather be a part of some league that's actually around after, after sure. three weeks. Yeah. And then I imagine him sending that tweet and then start crying, like, <laughs> no one's picking me up. They, You know, Colin Kaepernick was a guy who he had to balance whether or not he wanted to be a part of this. And well, his demand make- was,
0: you know, $20 million a year, and they just said there's yeah, no maybe. way.
1: Maybe. All right,
0: I know how to how to make this a viable league. I'm just telling you. I know how to do it. And there's a player at the University of Utah that's part of that solution. That's Tyler Huntley. And uh, I'm going to talk about how he can actually make the XFL uh, a viable thing and really get Johnny Manziel crying <laughs> because he wasn't a part of it. We're going to take a break. We'll be back and talk about that in a minute. Back to the show, his helmets off. Scott Mitchell, of course. That first segment I had Alex Curry who who really is, he's my co-host on uh, our our sports show, unrivaled. And uh, Alex and his kids, passionate football fans. They watch. They love it all. So good to get his insight into that. But more uh, to this point about because that, that's the problem with all of these leagues. They all just they disappear. They end. They. They find a way to implode. They find a way to self-sabotage. Whatever it is, they find a way <laughs> to just make it bad. Well, I have the solution. And the solution is when you had the USFL, they had the superstars. And what they did is they said, all right, we're going to go into the colleges and we're going to compete for, these, for this talent. Just like the uh, the AFL did in the, the early '60s, they started drafting NFL players and started playing them, and guys started coming over to the AFL, and the same thing happened in the USFL. I mean, Steve Young, Hall of Fame player, uh, ended up in you know in the USFL. A lot of guys. Jim Kelly was an, was another guy who who was in the USFL, and uh, there so the, Herschel Walker, big name players who opted to go there instead of the NFL. And and what ha- so so that's where the league got interesting. Because they had talent. And they had this great talent. Well, well how do you do that today because what they also ran into is they ran into this we've we've got this financial burden, right? We we have all these big salaries. We don't have the revenue the interest yet to kind of match that. Back in the day when the AFL was around, no one cared. No one cared about the NFL. So now you have, this, you have this, um, this new league, USFL. It started to gain legs because they got talent. So how do you get talent today if you're the XFL? Well, I know how you get talent. You take a guy. So the University of Utah has a quarterback, Tyler Huntley. Not invited to the combine. Not likely to get drafted. He should just stop right now. And, and he should just go get on an XFL team, like immediately. Don't go through the draft. You're get, here's what's going to happen. He's going to go undrafted. He's going to get picked up by a team. He's going to go through all the off-season OTAs with this team. Then he's going to go into training camp. And he's going to practice every day. And he's going to practice with four other quarterbacks, three or four other quarterbacks. He's going to get very few reps. He's going to go in as a token guy, if anything, in, in a couple of preseason games. He might get a quarter. He might. Who knows? And then, and then he'll get cut. And then he'll he'll probably get re-signed on somebody's practice squad. And so he'll go through an NFL season. Of course, he'll be there. He'll watch practice. He'll watch the games. He won't watch them because he'll he won't be traveling with the team. He won't be. You know, he's not going to go sit in the stands at the, at the stadium and watch a game on a Sunday. And and so he's not doing anything. He could go to an XFL team, he could be playing against good competition, better than what he's seen in college, not quite as good as what he would see in the NFL, but he's playing. And playing is the key. And I I have a personal affinity to all this because that's what I did. I went to, after my second year in the NFL, I went to the World League. And I sat behind Dan Marino. I never played. And when I got an opportunity to get into game experience, it was massive. It was so beneficial. And so you have these, these kids who have talent. I don't know where his talent ends up. And I, and I also don't believe it's the only place you find this talent. I think you go into high schools. And I think you get these kids who are uh, talent-wise really good but don't qualify because of grades. And let's, let's not kid ourselves, folks. College football is not amateur sports. These aren't student athletes, and if you think that, you're you're just you're not in the reality of this multi multi billion dollar business that's college football, and you're not into. They're going to start paying these players and and it, the, their images, and this is this is a big time business, and the decisions behind college football are made based on business decisions. So if you're a kid who doesn't qualify, he's like. Alabama recruits you but you don't have the grades so you go to a junior college you go to you know maybe a division 3 school whatever why don't you just go in the NFL or or the XFL and 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 you have talent and you've got an opportunity to develop this talent and and who knows where it goes for you cuz you know college is not for everybody it's just not i mean we talk and you hear in our country all the time this whole idea about trades. You know, we need to we need to find trade programs because everyone doesn't fit in college. It doesn't work for everyone. And here's an opportunity for a guy. Clearly, he doesn't fit college because he can't qualify. And he's got an opportunity to go play football and make something of his life uh, in the short term. And it's only part, part of the year. And in the offseason, which is the NFL onseason, then there's other things you can do. But you have an opportunity to play and play at a at a at a high level with good competition, and you have talent, and you have you have an opportunity to develop that talent, and that's where the XFL could get exciting, because you could bring in these guys, because because right now there there will not be superstars in the XFL, that's the problem, and so it's going to be an okay brand of football like the AAF, but until you can find stars, because stars are what drives the league cuz people are tuning in to go what crazy thing what exciting thing what amazing thing am i going to see today that's what they want and when they're just like these guys that are like you know there's there's nothing great or grand about them it's like yeah okay it's like watching a jv game and 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 there's there's not the same kind of interest but when you can create the star so get guys who who have you know, who knows? You know, there, there's these college guys that maybe slip under the cracks, maybe don't go to the combine. Give them an opportunity. You never know what, what will develop with them. And then look into these kids who don't qualify in high school. And and that way, the other side of it is you're not paying these big contracts. Because if you're, if you're going to try to compete with the NFL and signing guys, you, there's no way you're going to do it. You just can't. Guys would never in a million years go, yeah, I'm going to the XFL or I'm a first-round draft choice in the NFL. It's not happening. Maybe with some free agents, guys, possibly, but still, they're going to go, I'm going to take my shot in the NFL first before I come to the XFL. Guys that don't qualify, guys that don't really have a shot in the NFL could potentially—I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying there's some guys that could potentially fill a void for a talent— Uh, gap that exists there and maybe they develop and maybe you because if you create these stars and they do go to the nfl people will tune in because they'll go who's going to be the next star of the xfl and they'll 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 go yeah i i want to see this you know these guys are pretty good are going to take another break to come back speaking of really good uh got a few a few old name quarterbacks on the free agent market and they are some uh Kind of a R- Mount Rushmore of who's who of these these guys. Where do they go? What happens? We'll find out that when we come back. All right, welcome back to the show. Scott Mitchell here. Uh, helmets off. And, of course, you, you have um, – we're talking about this XFL and, and creating these superstars, and that's the one thing that I think would create longevity for this league if you could, if you could develop talent and develop superstars. And if you could do that, then you really are – you're a viable option uh, to compete for entertainment dollars in, in the non-NFL season. You really could have something. Well, the NFL has its own uh, slew of superstars, and they become free agents, and they're on the market. So the question is, can these guys who are free, do they have the ability to make an impact on, on new teams, on different teams? And I, and I say yes and no, but uh, certainly it's fascinating. Of course, we're quarterbacks here, so we want to talk about quarterbacks. But you have Tom Brady, and the speculation is will he stay, will he go? And, and I always have been of the impression that he's a guy that goes, well, I'm going to stay. I know the system. I know this organization. But I also know right now the New England Patriots do not have very much talent offensively. And it's not like Tom Brady is going to be a guy that goes, y- he's phenomenal without any talent. No one is. I remember Brian Billett go, yeah, you, you would be a really good quarterback, Scott, if you had talent around you. And I'm like, that's about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay, like, no one's going to be good unless they have they have a, a measurable amount of talent around them. And, and I was very offended by that and still am to this day. And it's the same thing with Tom Brady. I mean, a, a, anyone. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. Uh, it, it just... Uh, and they don't. The the Patriots don't have a lot. So maybe Tom Brady goes. You know what? Forget this. Like they're not going to bring anybody in here. And some of the guys they brought in who had talent, and and Antonio Brown and some of these other players, they just got rid of them. They just said, "Forget you. Um, we're we're not having we're not having any of you around." And and that's it. And so, uh, will they be able to get guys in next year? I I don't know. I really don't know. And if you're a guy with a lot of talent, do you want to come in and know that Tom Brady's only going to be around a couple more years and you're an offensive guy? I Maybe not. And so so I look at I always thought Tom Brady would stay. But as I've thought through this, I'm more inclined to think he's not. I think he's going to leave. And I think he's going to go to a team that he really feels is really on the cusp. Now, a lot of people are speculating Tennessee, and but Tennessee doesn't have – Outside of their running... they don't have a great, you know, a great passing attack or, or wide receivers or or you know, they got a great running back and and of course, Mike Vrabel, who's a former teammate and someone he's familiar with. It's a possibility. Uh, the Indianapolis Indianapolis Colts could be a possibility. It, it really what it is. It's these teams that are on the verge. Uh, the I know a lot of people are speculating that he goes to the to the Bears. I mean, I mean, the bear, Chicago is the third largest media market in the country. So you have New York, L.A., Chicago, and Tom Brady could thrive big time, big time in Chicago. And he, if he's halfway decent, and he goes there for two, three years, and they end up going to a Super Bowl and just for whatever reason winning it because they're they're pretty good on defense. And if they could just get a little bit better on offense, they could really be a team. And 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 so it's it's a choice like that. I mean, the Buffalo Bills are really close. And they got a young quarterback. And they're trying to figure out, is he or isn't he? And if you had one of these, you know, gunslinging, like I'll tell you a great place for Phillip Rivers is the Buffalo Bills. I mean, he seriously could – now he's a warm weather guy. Will he? Will he survive in Buffalo? I don't know, but that would be an awesome place for Philip Rivers. The um, but but back to Tom Brady, it will be one of these teams that literally is because he he he's not in, about rebuilding. <laughs> he's not going to go somewhere for a kajillion dollars for three years. They gotta they gotta be competitive and win right now. Same same thing. And and I I don't see a guy like Drew Brees. Drew Brees is not leaving New Orleans. But Teddy Bridgewater is. And of all of the guys in free agency, I know we talk about these big names, possibility of like Cam Newton and and Tom Brady and Philip Rivers, but the guy I guarantee you most NFL people are interested in, Teddy Bridgewater, above all of these guys. Cuz he has the biggest upside. And and he's proven when he came back one that he he could come back and that he did come back and that he performed at a high level. I mean, you you want to talk about a good place. If you're if you're a team like Tennessee or or the Colts or or some of these these teams that aren't far off. I mean, even the Jacksonville Jaguars really aren't that far off. They're they got some dysfunction going on, but they've got a lot of pieces in place. That's where if I'm a team and I'm on the verge my number one guy, Teddy Bridgewater, above anyone and the and the last guy I want is Philip Rivers. I mean, if if anyone is close is is closest to being done, it's a guy like Philip Rivers. And and he's a two year guy at most. And it, and and you you got to be really ready. And and these guys will end up, you know, because there's only so many of them, and they'll end up on one of these teams who's desperate for just having a quarterback. and we're one quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl kind of mentality. And there's a lot of teams close to that right now. Then, then you're going to see these guys fall. But it's you know Tom Brady's going to go somewhere, Teddy Bridgewater's going to go somewhere, Cam Newton is kind of a second tier guy now, uh, and and Philip Rivers is kind of on the verge. Um, but they're 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 just tired guns for a couple of years. Peyton Manning did it. Peyton Manning had a tremendous career with the Colts and ended up going to the Broncos and actually played quite well. And so you go okay. You know, there's there's precedent for this. Brett Favre did it late in his career. He was able to to go, and so so there is precedent, and it and it could happen. Uh, but the big thing to me, Teddy Bridgewater, best pick you can get, and Tom Brady, I always thought was staying, and and I now believe he's actually going to leave the the Patriots. All right. Well, uh, helmets off is now off. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to Alex Curie, my co-host. And thanks to all you people in the sports world who love sports like I do. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, We're powered by kslsports.com. Find us on Facebook at The Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at The Helmets Off Show. Until then, we'll catch you soon.